and welcome to Impact the Borough, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Good morning. My name is Bramley Crisco, and I am the Director of Talent Development for Action Greensboro. Um, This morning, I'm really excited to be hosting a conversation with President Lawrence Zarda of Greensboro College as part of our series highlighting the higher ed institutions here in Greensboro. Um, It's one of the things that we think is most amazing about our city are the schools that sit here, the amazing faculty and staff that sit within those organizations, and most especially the students that come um, to Greensboro either in person or virtually and learn at these, you know, extensive institutions of higher ed. And we're really thrilled to be highlighting Greensboro College this morning. Welcome. And thank you for joining the conversation. Good to be with you. Um, Dr. Zarda, would you share a high level overview of Greensboro College and, you know, where you are, what the history of of the organization is, and and give um, some details for those folks who may not have been on your campus or visited? I'm really happy to, and let me, if I might, uh, use the introduction I use for myself at more formal events, like admissions open houses and orientations with parents and so on, and I usually introduce myself like this. I say, um, uh, good morning, Uh, I am Dr. Lawrence Zarda, and I have the honor and the privilege of serving as the 18th president of Greensboro College in our 184th year, and I think that's a nice framework for me to answer your question. Uh, Greensboro College was founded as a college for women by what was then the Methodist Episcopal Church of the South in 1838. Uh, And we, for 184 years, we have just begun our 184th academic year, uh, continue to serve our original mission as a residential liberal arts college. Obviously, many changes over the years. We have become co-educational about a century ago. Uh, So there certainly have been many changes But not only are we still serving our original mission, we are doing so on our original site. Uh, We are approximately 35 to 40 acres, uh, downtown Greensboro. We are literally on the downtown uh, 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 Greenway, the the urban loop. Uh, And so that's one of the unique features about Greensboro College is we're a traditional small private liberal arts college downtown in the city of Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, We're about a thousand uh, students and that's conscious and intentional. While we'd like to grow by a bit over the years, we do not intend to change the nature of the institution and become a three, four, 5,000 student institution that's been done very well by others. Um, And while we are still dedicated to the liberal arts, uh, we have seen a significant amount of academic innovation over the past few years. So in kind of a snapshot, that's who we are. Uh, I probably would have to add that uh, we are in the College Hill Historic District. So our campus looks um, uh, historic, very much like you would expect of a small Southern college. Uh, And we do uh, have athletics. We are NCAA Division III, a member of the USA South Athletic Conference. Um, And so that's kind of a snapshot. That's who we are. 
that that is great and to think about more than 180 years of history sitting right in the same place in Greensboro it's pretty amazing and I would share for those listening who may not have seen your campus it's so easy to visit it's right in downtown and like you said it is a beautiful space that just sits right in in Greensboro and and it's uh a great place to spend the day and take a look around if you're in downtown Greensboro. So I, I echo that as well. One of the things that I saw, I was taking a look um, on your website recently, and I just thought I saw this tagline. That's what I'll call it. But it said, think critically, act justly and live faithfully. And I thought that was just really an interesting way to think about, you know, the school. Would you share a little bit about, you know, what that means to you and to your students? Bramley, it really is a tagline. I think that's a fair way to describe it. Uh, I know on a podcast, it's audio, you can't see it, but literally on all of our business cards, it's printed on the back of every business card for every member of the faculty and staff. Um, and it means a great deal to us. Uh, we have a well-thought-out strategic plan. Uh, a new version was just adopted by our board back in May, uh, and it is the plan for the next five years, and it goes into detail about what we consider the, the vision, the mission, and the foundational pillars but the tagline captures it very well. Think critically is a matter of making sure that we do everything we can to have our students really focus on what we generally tend to call information literacy and ethics. Uh, there is so much we are bombarded by today. Mm -hmm. uh, recently in, in the remarks I made, I quoted someone from one of the websites that talks about data science, where the, they talk about the Vs of all the information, and that's the sheer volume, the velocity, the variety and the veracity of all the information we are all being bombarded by every day. So think critically, we really try to strive here that a Greensboro College graduate has begun the path to be able to think through issues for themselves and not necessarily be guided by what they are told to believe. Uh, act justly, uh, we are still affiliated with the United Methodist Church and is the ethos of social justice and really trying to live your life um, intentionally so that you will, whether it's uh, to speak with your neighbor, whether it's the upcoming election or whether it's something even international, that our students are uh, exposed to and hopefully have the framework on what their actions should be and why they should act justly. And live faithfully, uh, again, while, while we are affiliated with the Methodist Church, uh, we do not uh, focus at all on faith indoctrination, but rather faith formation, whatever your faith might be. Even if it is a new age personal faith, uh, we really try to encourage our students to include that as a major component of their lives and who they are. So think critically, act justly, live faithfully. If we're able to launch our students on that path as they graduate, we have met our mission. I just think that is a really succinct way to put it. So I appreciate it. And I, I love that it's on all of the business cards and people, I'm sure many other places, people are thinking about it all the time as they're there with you guys. Um, looking at bringing students to Greensboro and faculty even as they think about coming to join, what are some of the things that your organization shares about Greensboro and what it makes it special to be here? I think, I, I, and, and we have gone through the, the recruitment cycle for students. We, we just opened uh, the semester within the past uh, 10 days. Uh, we've had our fair share of hiring new faculty and staff, like most organizations have. So it's very fresh in my mind. Uh, what we talk about in terms of joining Greensboro College, becoming part of this community, uh, are a couple things that we've already touched on, but I'd say a little more about. Uh, first is our history. We know what we're doing. I mean, we're not experimenting regarding what the core of the institution is about. We know who we are. We've 
Obviously things change all the time. It's evergreen, but we've been doing this for 184 years and we've been doing it on this plot of land for 184 years. So we sell that stability. We really do know who we are. Uh, you also noted that we are downtown and that is something that is very attractive to those people. Now, you know, nothing wrong with being out in the country. Um, I, for many, many years, lived on a family farm that the nearest grocery store was almost 15 miles away. So I understand that can be bucolic and wonderful. Um, but we do really have the advantage of being truly downtown. You can walk to anything in downtown Greensboro. And those who know the city know this. Those who may not, may not. The city is alive. The, the city is absolutely alive right now. Even in my dozen years here at Greensboro College, uh, downtown has changed markedly. Uh, so we certainly market that. Uh, we also know that, you know, the, the, the mixed advantage of being in a higher education rich uh, marketplace uh, with seven colleges and universities within the city limits and something like 20 in the triad, if you count all of them, um, we certainly have some difficulty sometimes competing with the prestige of a Wake Forest or, you know, an Elon or so on. But what we do offer is a real sense of community. We know each other, uh, faculty and staff and coaches and the security staff and the, the dining services staff, we know each other. Uh, we still do a very beautiful traditional commencement ceremony every May. Uh, we try to keep it on front campus no matter the weather, and we're very successful about that usually. And it's not a party trick. Every student has their name called. Every student walks across the stage. Every student shakes my hand and has a photo taken with their diploma. And I know them. Uh, even the president of the college knows them. And that's part of what we can sell here as far as who we are. We are truly a community. And if you are interested in being in a community where people really know and support each other, that's who we are. Uh, before I came to Greensboro College for a long time, long time, I worked in a very large public university, larger than any university in North Carolina. Uh, there's wonderful things that institution does, but you can't know everybody when you have 40,000 students and 10,000 employees. It's not possible. Right. I think it's interesting that you mentioned community and, um, you know, obviously knowing each other. One of the things that I've noticed, and this is just a personal story as I've raised my children here in Greensboro, is I see students from Greensboro College coming out to help coach sports teams and do other activities in the community. You know, my assumption is, and I'd love to speak to this, that as part, becoming part of community, it's even becoming more of the broad community of Greensboro and, and being taking part and, and, and with local partnerships. What does that look like for your students while they're here? Uh, Bramley, one of the four pillars, as we call it, in our strategic plan, and I'll, I'll say them briefly and get to community. Uh, the first, and these are co-equal. This is meant to be like the four legs of a table, so one is not more important than the other. One is that we're, we're fully committed to the liberal arts. We believe deeply in the value of the liberal arts. Uh, secondly, we are a college of the church, and even though uh, we do not, I mean, again, 7% of our students identify as Methodist, but we are a place where faith formation is important. Uh, third, we strive to be a universal design for learning institution. Our philosophy is there is no such thing as a typical learning style. Everyone learns differently, and we try to tailor all of our courses, all of our experiences to whatever your strength might be. But the fourth is community, uh, and that is broadly defined here on campus as um, the diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, we committed to an office and a director uh, a few years ago. That is not a brand new initiative for us. Uh, it is a matter of on campus, uh, making sure that those who are in the honors program know what the women's volleyball team is doing and those that, are, that work in the library know what the admissions office is doing and really being a, a community, but also outside of campus, being very engaged in a Greensboro and greater community. 
Um, you know, you mentioned our uh, student athletes who help coach. Uh, we also have many of our uh, arts and theater students who are in the schools on a regular basis. Um, we have a long track record, uh, even though we're small and we'll never be able to produce the numbers the larger public institutions do. At any given time, there's something like 100 teachers and staff that graduated from Greensboro College working in the Guilford County Schools, as one example. And that's true for, you know, to a degree, Forsyth and Alamance and Rockingham and Randall. Um, in addition, if you look at some of the major corporations, whether it be Syngenta or Lincoln Financial or Contour, we have students. Now, uh, I'll use an anecdote of a few years ago. I attended the uh, ribbon cutting for HACO um, out at the airport, the Hong Kong Aeronautical Engineering Company, when they were opening, I think it was their fifth hangar, uh, refurbishing major aircraft from all over the world. And I was there for the ribbon cutting and a local elected official who I know well said, Larry, what are you doing here? You're a liberal arts college. You don't produce, you know, aeronautical engineers. I said, well, that's true, but we do have people working in human resources and customer relations and marketing. And the new employees that they build to the area, they'll need a second grade teacher. They'll need someone to be their church music minister. And that's what we do. So the involvement in the community, again, we've been downtown for 184 years, is a unescapable um, characteristic of Greensboro College. Well, I think it's really nice and it's great to see the your students, you know, getting to know our community and out there. And of course, what we do with Campus Greensboro, we work with students both um, on campus and off campus as they do internships and fellowships uh, through our fellows program. And, you know, it's really nice to see students come out and get to know a little more about Greensboro through their internship and then through coming through the fellows program and getting to know those businesses you mentioned and the school system you mentioned and the thought that they may stay here long term to have their career is, is really exciting to us and we're happy to hear that they're doing that. So that, that's a great thing to highlight in our conversation. If I could add, knowing some of the initiatives of Action Greensboro for quite a few years now, uh, even before they began, um, even though we do have students that are international, we have students from something like 27 states, we're a regional institution. Uh, our incoming class two weeks ago is very typical over the past decade, and that about 70% of our incoming traditional students are from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not like some of our peer institutions who do wonderful work, but less than 10% of their student body is from North Carolina. We're, we're almost three quarters North Carolina. Right. And, and we like to think that we're helping to do the work that, to introduce those, those students who might be from North Carolina to even uh, details they may not know. You may have lived here your whole life and not know that there's certain job opportunities. So we really appreciate your partnership and, and certainly think that, that it, it works well for all of us. And it's nice to know that they're coming and that some of them are staying here in Greensboro. We, we like to hear that. I know that you talked about your history and then you mentioned briefly the idea of, you know, again, nothing stays the same. You have to innovate those things. Um, could you share, I know there's some new things that you all are doing, some new efforts. Would you walk us through some of the things that you're doing um, within the institution to kind of, um, you know, move direction or, or move forward in different ways than perhaps you have before? Um, I'm uh, happy to, and I'd really probably put it into three tranches, if you will. The first is that all of our new innovation does not change the core of the institution. We are a liberal arts institution. We will still require the general education requirements. So someone who may be graduating with a more specific degree in business still has had to take philosophy and history and language and so on. We believe deeply in that. 
But within the second tranche would be within the core of our institution, we have seen academic innovation at a level that we really haven't seen for quite a while. I think some of that is a natural change in our workplace. And I think some of that is new leadership on the academic side here at the college. But we have within the last two years, we have new academic programs that are traditional academic programs in areas such as um, interactive media and gaming, uh, supply chain management, public health, data science, and, and more. And those are new academic programs, but within the core of the residential institution. And a truly new initiative for us is really paying close attention to what's going on in our regional economy. Um, a few years ago, the uh, Piedmont Triad Partnership uh, conducted a fairly in-depth study they call the Talent Alignment Strategy for the region trying to determine what we were producing in terms of trained workers and what industry and employers are looking for. And I was asked to serve on a steering committee and certainly got my attention. Uh, but more recently, partially fueled by the pandemic, uh, Governor Cooper's initiative called My Future NC or My Future North Carolina. Uh, the, the metric there is that by the year 2030, 2030, we will have an additional 400,000 qualified workers in our workforce. Uh, if we did nothing different, North Carolina would have 1.6 million people in that pool. Um, the intent is to have 400,000 additional to get to 2 million. And the, the benchmark is a high quality post-secondary credential, associate's degree, bachelor's degree, uh, high level certificates and so on. Uh, the local component of that uh, effort is called Guilford Jobs 2030. And it's a slightly different metric. Uh, right now, 46% of our workforce in Guilford County holds a high quality post-secondary credential. Uh, the intent is to get that percentage to 60% by 2030. Now, realistically, the pandemic is getting in the way a bit, so maybe it won't be 2030, uh, but I'm actually the chair of that task force. Nice. Uh, so Greensboro College um, took the position that all institutions need to step up to that challenge. Mm -hmm. So just this past spring in April, uh, we launched at Greensboro College, the Center for Innovation and Workforce Development. And working with uh, partners, we are now offering, we've begun with 14 online certificates. Uh, 11 are in healthcare, three are in information technology. Um, they are branded as Greensboro College, uh, but do not take away from the core of what we do. We're not, we're not decreasing what we're doing in our traditional core, but rather we're investing in this new initiative. Um, the 11 healthcare includes such certificates as uh, a phlebotomy technician, uh, a physical therapy technician, pharmacy technician, uh, information technology includes data science analysis, uh, cybersecurity, and we are now seeing enrollment. We now have the financing mechanisms in place. So an individual, the, the quickest and least expensive is phlebotomy technician, uh, you know, drawing blood and, and so on. And a person, and this can be financed through Sally May, the Veterans Administration, some private uh, financiers, where in three months and for $3,000, you're a nationally certified phlebotomy tech. So that person that really is not in a position to come to Greensboro College, be here for four years, get a degree in health science, and then get that certification, rather within three months might be hired by a local health system. Mm -hmm. And then who knows where they are in five years, in 10 years, so we also see as part of our tagline, we also see this as a matter of access and equity to be able to serve a portion of the population that needs additional credentials to really increase their uh, level of where they are in the workforce, which therefore translates to a better quality of life. 
So that is new for us. It does not replace anything we're doing in our traditional areas. It does not quote unquote compete with what the community colleges and A&T and UNCG are doing, but rather additive. And my own personal opinion, professional, is that every educational institution has to commit to workforce development. The needs are, are, are startling. Uh, I was in a conversation with a very senior member of the leadership uh, here regionally. And right now, the workforce and housing are the two constraints that will hold back our economy. We're growing very, very well right now. Everybody knows about Toyota and Panasonic and Boom Supersonic and Publix and all that. But we can't continue to do that unless we have the workforce and the housing. I would totally agree with what you said. And, and again, the idea of creating access for workforce, we I tell people all the time, we have amazing talent that sits right here in, in the triad and um, creating that access so that they can have tools to certainly better their career, I think is, is so important. And then I, I don't want to move off of this because I want to just circle back around and share with people, if someone were interested in finding out more about those programs and how to uh, become involved, where do they look? Where where would they find that information? Uh, Bramley, the, the very straightforward way to do it is go to greensboro.edu. Uh, okay. That's a very simple, and that's where Greensboro College, so we're greensboro.edu. Okay. And right on our homepage, you will see the link for Workforce Development Program, the Center for Innovation and Workforce Development. So anybody who has access to the internet, just go to greensboro.edu, www.greensboro.edu, uh, and it's right there on the homepage. That'll take you to all the details as to what the programs are, how long they take, uh, how much they cost, and how you can get them financed should you need to get them financed. And I should add that uh, we are also working with a number of employers where employers will be financing many of these credentials for the obvious reasons of needing to build their, their own workforce. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. And I, I certainly would encourage people to go out there and take a look and see if there's an area of interest or perhaps even an interest they could take back to their employer and say, you know, I came across this. So I think that's really great work. Thank you for sharing that, along with all the other things that you do. By the end of the calendar year, Bramley, we hope to launch about another 10 to 15 additional certificates. So it'll continue to build. We believe that within two to three years, we'll have 35 to 50 certificates available. Nice. And all of them are delivered in an online format? All completely online, correct. And that, that is deliberate. Uh, so we, uh, with the intent is to serve our region, but we actually have one of our first enrollees from Minnesota. How they found us, I don't know, but they did. Well, that's great. I mean, the, the tools and the skills that are being taught benefit everyone, right? So right. <laughs> We'll share those. Well, I feel like we're zooming through our conversation here. And as we get to the end, um, I want to ask you, uh, this is the question I'll phrase it as if you were sitting down with a, a student and perhaps their family or a faculty and uh, that was considering Greensboro and considering coming here, what are some of the things just in general that you would highlight to somebody who came and said, you know, I'm thinking about Greensboro, what should I know? And I had to make uh, that decision myself not that long ago. Uh, I grew up outside New York City. I lived and worked for a very long time outside Washington, D.C. And when the opportunity came to come to Greensboro College, uh, my wife and I spent some due diligence as far as what it would be like to live here. And what I can say to any of our candidates, and I do this, I mean, when I'm talking to students, but especially when I'm talking to potential faculty, staff, coaches, and so on, I highlight the quality of life in Greensboro. Uh, my wife and I wish we would have moved here 30 years ago, not 12 or 13 years ago. Uh, this area, if you have a style of housing that you really want to be a part of, 
You can live downtown in a condo overlooking Elm Street, or you can within 15, 20 minutes live on a small gentleman's farm and everything in between. You can live at a country club. You can live in an in a apartment complex uh, around the pool. Uh, in terms of those who are raising a family, uh, the challenges of the public school systems are very daunting all over the country, but this is a very innovative school system. And how many school systems nationally have just gotten a vote of confidence to spend $2 billion on improving the facilities in the fifth largest uh, system in the country? Um, the weather, while I would say that this summer was unusually hot from my perspective in talking to Greensboro natives, uh, the weather, weather is delightful. Uh, we have four genuine seasons. Um, the greenery in Greensboro, um, recently we hired someone who came here from Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And she said she and her husband, when they were landing at PTI, looking out the windows, they were just awestruck, the green everywhere. And Oklahoma's not like that, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, again, we, we also often market that in a few hours, you're at the coast. In a few hours, you're in the mountains. Uh, Greensboro is very well known for having one of the best parks and rec systems and trail systems anywhere. I mean, we yeah. compete uh, really nationally. Uh, for arts and entertainment, I personally am very committed to the arts community here in Greensboro. Um, you name it, we have it. I mean, there's very little missing. And now with the Tanger Center, there's almost nothing missing. Uh, while we don't have major league sports, we have lots and lots and lots of athletics and sports in Greensboro. So I really, I really, when I, when I have a chance myself to, whether it's marketing to students to attend Greensboro College or faculty and staff to join us, I really talk about the quality of life in Greensboro, which is outstanding. I couldn't have said it better myself and appreciate your support and and the idea that we're working through with the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce and Action Greensboro and sharing the message that, you know, we, we think and we know that Greensboro is an amazing place to live, work, learn, all of those things. It's really nice to hear it from those folks who are, have moved here or, or have, you know, work with folks who are coming this way. So I really appreciate your insight. Um, one more thing I would love to ask you before we leave is if, if you wanted to share one last thing with folks about Greensboro College and, and what they should know before they stop listening to our podcast, um, do you have some things you'd like to share? I think what I would share is first, uh, for anyone who may not be familiar with the college, check our website on a regular basis. Um, we are a primarily undergraduate teaching college, although we do have some graduate programs. Uh, look at our athletic uh, program in terms of our various men's and women's athletic teams. Uh, and, you know, they play right here on campus, right in downtown Greensboro, whether it be in Haynes Gym or on Pride Field. Uh, in addition, our School of the Arts has a long tradition uh, of excellence, uh, whether it be in theater, musical theater, music, or art. Uh, and all of those are open to the public. Most are free because the performances are part of the, if you will, the clinical experience for the students. Um, our jazz band is, uh, I would say, as good as any, almost anywhere. Uh, we have a long list of graduates of our School of the Arts who have gone on to remarkable things, including some legitimate movie stars. And they started here as undergraduates on campus. So if you're not familiar with Greensboro College, look at the website and just come on campus. Once you get on campus and we're small enough that you can get your head and your mind around what's here, you'll see that this is, this is quite a gem right in downtown Greensboro. And again, we've been here 184 years. 
again, I'll say I couldn't say it better. We appreciate your partnership and sharing with us this uh, morning. We hope that all, all the folks that listen to us when we share this online will get some new information. And if they don't, they can come right over there on campus and take a visit and see what you're doing or visit you virtually through your website. Thank you again, Dr. Zarda, for sharing your information and, and sharing a little personal insight on Greensburg College. It's really important work that you all are doing and um, we're so happy that it's happening right here in Greensboro. Thank you. It's good to spend time with you this morning. It's good to see you. Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.